Okay. Okay. Ah, ha, ha. Okay. There we go. Now we've got, uh, I've got sound now. My goodness. I am sorry, people. Uh, <laughs> had some technical difficulties, had some, uh, had some other stuff going on. I am working on getting the, uh, the desktop audio working as well. But if the opening doesn't play, I guess, uh, we're just going to go from there. So, uh, we're going to start the show over because uh, apparently nobody heard anything that I just said. So, welcome to the Holmes Politicast. Uh, we got a few things to get to you today. Uh, Michigan news, Michigan politics. You guys know the drill. So, we're just going to jump right into it. I'm Anon Don. This is the Holmes Politicast. Okay, the opening didn't work. What the heck? I'm going to get the opening to work. <clears throat> um, but probably not right now. So. This this TV that I'm using sucks too. All the all the all the things are wrong. So um, anyway, we're you know what? we're just gonna get going with the show because I can't get a I can't get an opening. I'm just gonna have to mess with uh, mess with OBS later. I did I changed some stuff, um, so that's probably why it's messing up. Anyway, all right. So, first thing to get to, obviously, of course, coronavirus is always the news all the time now. So, um, the Detroit News, yeah, I, I did get a subscription. So, this is uh, for subscribers, is behind the paywall, but of course, I give you guys the inside look at behind the paywall stuff. So, all right. Um, is COVID herd immunity within Michigan's reach? Health experts weigh in. Well, this is basically what. The goal has been since the beginning, right? Reach herd immunity, either by a vaccine or by, uh, you know, natural spread. Um, <clears throat> so that's that. We're actually talking about the end of it, maybe. I guess I don't know. They got the variants too and all that stuff. So um, we'll see if they can continue to use it as a club uh, to scare people. But um, the Detroit News hasn't done that as much. They've Kind of had to go along with some of it, but, um, so they just talk about, you know, um, herd immunity is when population reaches 70 to 80%, um, of them have had it, so obviously, you know, once you have it, you can't get it again, uh, or presumably that's the case, um, I think there's been a couple cases where they've had, you know, people that have had it have gotten it again, but the norm is you don't get it again. So, um, it's, it's, uh, oh, this is interesting. Based on data collected as part of a Facebook global symptom survey, an ongoing survey of Facebook users to monitor the spread of COVID-19. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. To monitor the spread of COVID-19, about 73% of Michigan residents answered yes or maybe yes when asked if they would take the vaccine. Eh, 73%. Okay. 
So more than 25% of people in Michigan are not willing to take the vaccine. Herd immunity is not going to happen if it happened this year for sure. All right. Well, that's that's ridiculous. Um, what is her? I mean, what does herd immunity even mean? Like herd immunity just means most people are immune to it. Um, I don't care if I'm immune to it, so I don't care if I'm within herd immunity. Um, I don't care if I get it because you know it's basically the flu, um, as we've been saying on this show for quite a long time. But uh, yeah, it's basically the flu, so I don't I don't care if we achieve herd immunity. Um, so we're definitely not going to reach, you know, civilization, the, uh, you know, the modern advanced people with all their technologies and whatnots, uh, are, are probably not going to reach, uh, herd immunity this year. Uh, interestingly enough though, the Amish, the Amish, uh, may have reached herd immunity, uh, health officials say. <laughs> so the Amish have reached herd immunity faster than civilization than you with all your fancy technologies and your stuff and your your yeah you you listening to me right now on twitch <laughs> the amish have now got more coronavirus protection than you do who knew that's weird right the it's weird that the the people that live as though there is no technology are the first ones immune well, not really. It's not really that weird. I mean, if it spreads as most um, airborne viruses spread, which is rapidly and um, without restraint, uh, regardless of what humans do, that's just how airborne viruses spread, um, is rapidly and without restraint. So if this thing spread, you know, just like normal, and the Amish didn't do anything about it, obviously they're going to reach herd immunity long before we do. So that is good for the Amish. Keep it up, Amish. Uh, you're looking better and better to me every day as an option for, you know, just uh, lifestyle. So, um, so this this was interesting. I was going through the Detroit News uh, opinion section, and um, there's this opinion. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to yawn. I guess I need coffee in my leftist tears tumbler but um that is not a thing probably that i'm gonna get so because i'm already doing the show <laughs> uh so this the um so basically the thrust of this article was uh i so i picked it out because number one it's well written um he goes through and he documents what happens uh, within the court system. Um, so he's talking about probation. Uh, probation, uh, he's saying it, it fulfills all four functions of sentencing. And sentencing um, is, you know, something that happens with criminals. It is something you do for criminals. So he's specifically talking about criminal sentencing, probation. Um, obviously, he needs to lay out, you know, what happens with criminals. And so, um, he's making the case for, for, uh, probations. And he says, first, they ensure that an offender can be sentenced to various rehabilitative programs that address the underlying causes of criminal behavior, create incentive to rehabilitate and establish accountability when the offender fails to undergo rehabilitation. <clears throat> Second, 
by providing meaningful oversight over the offender, the safety of victims, and society is better assured. Third, an offender is disciplined by robust and meaningful probation terms, often in lieu of jail. Fourth, by providing clear signals that crime will be treated seriously, they deter other potential criminal behavior. Um, <clears throat> so, the, legislate, the legislative enactments substantially undermine this framework. Okay, that's an interesting uh, claim. Let's see why. <clears throat> I mean, all the narrow, non-technical non terms of probation, so like sentencing legislation, handcuffs the core abilities to reform offenders. By eviscerating robust and meaningful probation, society will put forth... Okay, getting nothing... Okay, but what's the, what's the legislation? He doesn't say... Okay, so here it is. The legislation provides that for a technical violation of probation... Offenders may only be given up to 15 days of incarceration for the first violation, 30 days for the second, 45 for the third, and only upon the fourth violation may be, they be sentenced without an artificial limit. Ooh, excuse me. So, yeah, you can commit up to three crimes while you're on probation before you get an actual real sentence. That's kind of crazy. Okay. Um, so technical, oh wow, technical violations of probation include failing to undergo treatment for sex offenders, domestic violence, anger management, mental health, and substance abuse. Okay, so as I read more and more of this, I'm just more and more against it. Um, yeah, no, when... Oh, all these judge sign, judges signed it. To, let's see. Is my judge on here? Um, judge, where's Craig Bunce? Yeah, on here. He's not on here. Well, okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, if you, when you put somebody on probation, um, if there's no teeth to that, and if you don't take it seriously that, like, no, you don't commit crimes right now, like, you are seriously on the line. If people don't take that seriously, then probation does nothing. It's basically just a get-out-of-jail-free card. So, this writer is obviously correct. Um, these judges are obviously correct to write this out. Um, oh, oh the, it's. I think it was written by the judges. Yes. Yeah, it was written and signed by all of them. So, uh, obviously a bad idea. Um, so, call your legislature. Um, call your representatives um, in the Senate. Uh, ask them about this bill. Um, I know that Representative... Uh, crap. Give me a second. Give me just one second because I want to make sure that I tell you guys the correct name. Because this guy is Senator Jim. No, it wasn't Jim Stamus. I don't think it was Jim Stamus. Uh... Wayne Schmidt. Wayne Schmidt uh, called me back. Um, or not Wayne Schmidt personally, but his office called me back. So he is actually a responsive senator. I mean, call all the Republican senators, uh, Mike Shirky, Wayne Schmidt, uh, get this thing, you know, taken down. Um, 
we we need to keep the teeth in our probation system or the the state will just continue to be more filled with uh, criminals people that disregard the law and uh any remedial measures to um follow the law so we don't want to be a joke but uh i feel like that's that's the way we're going okay uh, so this was this was good news. Advocacy group parents sue Michigan's health director over youth sports COVID rules. So um, this was this was a nice one. I I think I talked about this on the show when they first filed it. Um, anyway, they are going to court. Let's see. Oh no, they they filed the suit Thursday in Lansing. Uh, on behalf of Let Them Play. So Let Them Play was the, the group of parents that wanted the, the children to be able to play sports. Um, they're suing for harm done by the measures taken um, by the state health officials. Um, no real opinion here about whether or not you know it's going to go through. Um, Hertel said... Oh, look at this. Hertel said in a letter, uh, oh, she noted the interim guidance for athletes was issues, quote, to offer mitigation measures against particular risks of each sport and the current rate of transmission of the virus. So she's basically just saying, uh, oh, yeah, the State Department or the state health department expects them to be followed as directed. So she's basically just saying, yeah, listen to me, shut up, um, do as I say. Okay. This guy, NAACP. So, uh, National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. That is racist. You can't call people colored. Um, I'm calling out the NAACP for being a bunch of racists. Uh, anyway, they named Detroit's Reverend, Reverend Wendell Anthony Activist of the Year. Let's see why. All right. Anthony, who is serving as his 14th term as Detroit's NAACP president, received the national honor for his years of work and dedication to uplifting the black community. Okay, what did he do? Um, uh, okay, his father, oh, oh, I, I, I like that, his father was around and taught him how to be a responsible household leader, oh, that's actually very good, um, Let's see. Project Dreams brings food supplies to... Wait, what? Project... Brings food to Zimbabwe and South Africa. Okay. Let's see. Um, so, the only thing he's given... Credit for...
is a couple of international things. Okay, so he's done international stuff, I guess. Uh, that uh, qualifies him for the NAACP award. So, um, good job, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't want an award from them. I would turn it down. Um, I would say take your award and stick it where the sun doesn't shine. But, to each his own. Uh, so, <laughs> I found this. I found this. And, uh, yeah, I know it's old. It's from March 4th. But, I just, I had to bring it up. Ibram X. Kendi. Super racist, dude. Um, he says, he says, the heartbeat of racism is denial. And too often, the more powerful the racism, the more powerful the denial. He denies it pretty hard when asked if he's a racist. As uh, as most of the comments here in this tweet show. So, uh, that's actually really funny. Um, Ibram X. Kendi, race hustler. Yeah, uh, definitely shouldn't be writing children's books. Um Okay. Let's see if I can get this. Uh... Okay. So, this was posted by Michigan Democrats. So, obviously, it's bad for the state, for the country, you know, all things involved. Um, Governor Gretchen Whitmer has made it clear voting bills introduced in Michigan Senate aren't getting past her desk. That's weird. Huh. She doesn't want voting reform. Interesting. So, it's, it, it is actually unacceptable, Whitmer said Wednesday morning on CNN. If and when those bills get to my desk and they are aimed and they are aimed making it harder for people to vote, they will get vetoed. And, oh, if and when those bills get to my desk, and they are aimed at making it harder for people to vote, they will get vetoed. Uh, so, she's just assuming that it makes it harder for people to vote, I guess. Um, they don't really say how it's making it harder to people for people to vote, or why it shouldn't be harder for people to vote. Because, of course, the media never feels the need to actually validate anything they say. They just state it with force, and if you disagree, you're a racist, right? That's how that works. So, of course, you're not going to see any justification in here for why we should have every single crackpot loon brain and their mother voting. Like, they just, they just basically, oh, yeah, let's put a ballot in everybody's hand. I mean, might as well. And... I don't understand what their fascination is with getting every single person possible they can voting. Well, I do. I do know what their fascination is. The the, the more people, the more chaos. Um, the more stupid people, especially, the more chaos. And the easier it is to manipulate the population. The more people vote, the easier it is to manipulate them. So, I mean, I can see why they would want it. Um, that's probably not the reasoning they're going to give, but, you know. I, I don't really care what reasoning they give because uh, that's, I, I, you know, I just call them as I see them. So, all right. Um, so, once again, 
we are being blamed by our governor for uh, the surge in cases. Um, you know, I'm not going to read this whole article because it's it's kind of ridiculous. But <clears throat> um, yeah, and it's basically like so. Number one. I am actually starting to see more people take the mask off and get rid of the social distancing do nonsense. And, um, I'm seeing more of it, but for the most part, most people are still just complying with nice little people. So I don't understand why Whitmer is so fixated on blaming everybody that is following her orders for not following her orders. Um, again, everywhere I go, everybody's a mask. So, uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, I don't know why you're blaming us. Is there maybe something with your policies that you could change? Like, I mean, is our governor, my question for Governor Whitmer would be, are governors that are doing something 100% different than you getting the same results or different results, right? Are populations that are totally masked the same as the unmasked populations? That's what I would ask. And I would ask again, if, if it's not changing, because I know it doesn't change, I know the numbers are the same. If it's not changing between these two, then um, why are we doing things differently? Why don't we just stop, right? They're not doing anything. So um, last thing here. Um, so there's a lawsuit. Oh, oh yeah, so this is the same the same one. Um, I actually just wanted to uh, see if it actually yeah no that was the last one because this is it that this, this is this is the same one. Uh, see, the, so these guys don't go as in depth as the Detroit News does because the Detroit News you know is asking parents what they think and uh, they want see. I want to I want to show you guys. The difference between real journalism and not real journalism, right? So, um, where was it? Where was it? Oh yeah, it was in Michigan. Um. You know what? I can't find it. Just go back, go back to the beginning of the show where I was, where I was talking about this. But um, it's the same, the same thing. Um, here, see the group. Let them play. Uh, it, they just, they just give almost no information. Don't ask the parents about anything. Don't ask the schools about anything. You know, they just say, "Oh, this is a lawsuit that's going on." Not the greatest reporting. Again, that's why we exist, because our reporters are not able to do very much for us. So, that's the show for today. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, remember to go and check out Jim's show. He posted one on Wednesday. He does not stream on Twitch, so um, he will not, you know, his his stuff won't be up here. You can go and find it on any, any uh, podcast app. Just search for the Homes Politicast. Um, and I think that's about it. Remember, uh, April 17th, 
protest at MSU. Um, one o'clock in front of their uh, honestly student union. Um, you know, if you're interested, then you're probably watching MeWe anyway. Um, so I'll keep you posted there. Uh, if I've forgotten anything, I don't know, maybe I'll get you in the live react and, um, I'll tell you about it. Okay. So that's the show for today. See you guys and have a great day. I'm Anand Don. This is the Homeless Politicast.